Hey y'all, this is Charlie, and we are living, loving, laughing, and great. And you know what? We are just really enjoying uh, seeing seeing our Lord, seeing His heart. Amen. Uh, we've just been seeing His heart towards us in these beautiful passages that He has for us, such as Psalms thirty-five twenty-seven, where He says, "Let the Lord be magnified, who has pleasure in the prosperity of His servant." Amen. And then again in Psalms 36, verse 7, it says, How precious is your loving kindness, O God! Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. They are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house. They are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house. I just can't help repeating some of these things, right? Because they're just so beautiful. And it goes on to say, And you give them drink from the river of your pleasures. So we were talking about how the Lord wants us to prosper and he wants us to have pleasures. My friends, will you say with me, prosper and pleasures, prosper and pleasures. One more time, prosper and pleasures. The Lord wants, he delights in, he takes joy in you prospering and giving you pleasures. He wants you to be abundantly satisfied. And guess what? I didn't even read the final part of that Psalm. It says this. For with you is the fountain of life. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light, we see light. In God's light, my friends, we see light. You know what the word of God is? It's how we come to his light. And every time we come to his word, what happens? We receive revelation. We receive light. Do you remember the old school cartoons uh, that um, if you're... Most of y'all listening will know what I'm talking about. Okay, I know some of you younger ones might not, but there used to be these old school cartoons where nobody talked and it was just music. And whenever a character had a good idea, right? They were trying to figure something out and they had an idea. A lot of times they would draw a, a, draw a light bulb and it would go bing, right? And the light bulb would come on over their head, right? Do you know how much stuff the world uses that comes from our God? But, but it gets trickled down. Right, the trickle down effect. Like you can, you can drink the the water at the at the bottom out of the muddy hole, or you can go straight to the rock, where the water is gushing out fresh and clean. You know, my my husband and I love to hike, and um, we, we have follow trails like that. You know, where at the bottom the water is now mixed in with all the dirt and the sediment and everything, and it's not exactly desirable. Could be some skunk cabbage growing up around it. Not really something I want to take a drink of, but you follow that trail all the way up and you can actually come to where it's bursting out of the rock and it's so clear and clean and, and life-giving. Just like it says, he's the fountain of life, my friends. So if we come to God's word and we get it from the source, Jesus Christ is called the rock. He is our rock, our unmovable, unshakable rock in a world that, that is constantly moving and shaking, my friends, where things around you are constantly changing. Jesus Christ is your rock. Let him be your rock. Hallelujah. When you build your life on Jesus, you're on unshakable ground. Center your life on Jesus, my friends. He is the fountain of life. You know, where do you think all these stories in, in Hollywood got the idea of, of searching for the, the, the fountain of youth or the fountain of life? Why do you think we even have that desire to, to remain alive, to remain full of youth and beautiful and strong and healthy? My friends, 
because that's how God created us. God never intended us for, for us to age and to get weak and sick and die. That's what the devil brought in. God intended for us to stay young and healthy and strong. And when we come to him, you know, we still get to partake of that. The Bible says that Moses lived to 120 years and his eyesight did not grow dim, nor his natural force abated. Receive that, my friend. If you have problems with your eyes, if you, if you feel yourself getting weaker as you get older, receive it. No, that's a curse of the world. And as a child of God, that's not for you. You know, God's God's people would die full of life. The Bible says when Abraham died and he died after the flood, my friends, and you can go back and see what a normal lifespan was in his time. And it was less than a hundred years. Yet Abraham lived to 175. And it says that when he died, he died full of life. Not this idea we have in our heads that we have to grow so sick and weak and get to where our bodies just give out. No, it's as if he had so many. It says he was full of days. He had so many days that he was full up, like he had all that he wanted, and he was ready to go home and be with his Lord. And that's how he departed. My friend, come to the Lord and let him be your fountain of life. Let him be your light. Do you know, so often, you'll maybe start paying attention to this. The problems that we have in our life, sometimes we think, oh, I need, if I just had some more money, it would take care of this. If I just had some more time, it would take time is a big one. And in fact, it's almost always money or time. But really, a lot of times, it's wisdom. We simply need God's wisdom of how to approach a situation. And when we come to his light, we see light. We see revelation. We receive wisdom. You know, I know many times that even as, as you're tuning in and listening to the podcast, I'm talking about one thing, but the Lord drops that wisdom in your heart that you need for something else. Because it's just, you know, the word is Jesus, right? The Bible says that the word existed in the beginning with God and the word became flesh. Jesus became flesh. So Jesus is the word. So every time we come to the word, we're coming to Jesus. How beautiful is that? And Jesus is wisdom. So it's like we come and we sit at his feet and we might be sitting here in Psalms, but you are at the feet of Jesus and he can speak to you about whatever that was that came up this morning or yesterday. He can speak to you about something that hasn't even happened yet, right? Sometimes he does. He gives us little, little hey, I want you to do this today. I want you to do that. You know what? The weather is crazy as it is. I ask him how to dress. Okay, so that started out of, you know, when my mind was so messed up, I didn't know how to dress myself. And then I realized that God knows what the weather's going to be. And so I started asking him how I should dress. Well, I'm still working on asking him how I should pack because I still tend to weigh overpack. But anyways, so, so in our last podcast, we actually left off at 1 Corinthians 2.12, where it says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God that we might know the things that have been freely given us by God. My friend, you know why this is so important? Because when you know, one, that God is freely giving to you and that God is giving to you, then we don't have to fight. We don't have to stress. We don't have to trust in things that are going to use us up and abuse us and take advantage of us. 
We don't have to get caught up in things that will wear us down all to get the things that God is freely given to us. And that's why he wants you to see his heart today. He wants you to see that he wants you to prosper, that he wants you to have pleasures, that he is freely giving to you because his son has already paid the price. He wants to be the one to take care of you. Listen to this in Psalms 37, three, it says, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Well, we got ahead of ourselves last time and we already talked a lot about God's faithfulness. Notice it didn't say to feed on your faithfulness, but to feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he shall give you the desires of your heart. So he tells us to trust in the Lord. And that's why we're talking about all this, right? As we saw that when we know God's heart and we see that his motives are always having our best interest at heart, it's easy to trust him. Amen. But the Bible also tells us again and again to bring these things to our remembrance. That's what we need. It also says that faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. Okay, the word and the original Greek that was used and that scripture is a word that means it goes on and on and on and on and on. So faith, right, which, which we could also say trust, trust in the Lord, comes when we keep hearing. We keep hearing and hearing and hearing about his goodness. Because you know what? We're either hearing about God's goodness or we're hearing about the world's goodness. Or we're hearing about, you know, even the wrong thing about God. Faith, my friends, we all have faith in something. We are putting our trust in something. That's why we are choosing to put our trust in the Lord. People that say they don't believe in God and they think they're free thinkers, that just means that what they're hearing about all the time and what they're believing in is something else. They're believing in themselves or they're believing in, you know, all these other different things. But we all believe in something. We're all trusting in something. So it's a matter of making a conscious decision to say, you know what? I want that to be the Lord. I'm going to hear about his goodness today. That's what you're doing. When you decided to hit play on this podcast, you made the choice to say, I want to hear about God's goodness today. Hallelujah. And he's so good that when we do that, he rewards us for doing what he gave us a desire to do in the first place, because he's the one that first called you to say, hey, I want to spend some time with you right now. <laughs> he's so very good. So it says to trust in him and do good, dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. I want to share something with you, my friends. I was at a very, very, very low point uh, once when I was going through some grief and I was just really hurting and, and really having a hard time. And you know what brought me out of that was when some friends came over and the Lord is so beautiful. He, he's the one that subtly somehow did it. I don't even know how we got on the subject, but I, I shared something that the Lord had done for me once. And then they shared something. And then I shared something. And they shared something. I mean, and it was just all kinds of different things. Just talking about, you know, everything from how he has healed me to, you know, how one time we went to Walmart and it was mad busy. And, you know, there's lines like crazy. Y'all know what it can be like there. 
and my husband and I walked up and we got ice cream and we were just thinking about putting it back because we figured by the time we wait in line and get all the way to our house, it's going to be soup instead of ice cream. And out of nowhere, a lady walks up and says, are you ready to check out? I can take you right here. And we just look around at all of these people waiting in all these lines. And I just said, thank you, Jesus. But can I tell you, what were we doing? We were feeding on his faithfulness. And as, as we fed on his faithfulness and all the many things that he had done in our life, he brought my, it stirred back up. It stirred, that joy was always there, that peace is always there, but he stirred it back up. He broke that darkness and that pain that was over me as I fed on his faithfulness. Right, that goes right along with our scripture from the very first uh, uh, episode, let the Lord be magnified. Let the Lord be magnified. My friend, in any way that that's important to you. You know, there is nothing too small, nothing too insignificant to the Lord. If it matters to you, it matters to him. And sometimes the little ways that he helps me out just makes it feels even more intimate. Like God noticed that little thing that was frustrating me. And then, of course, in the big things, I get to see his awesome display of power. But we feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord. It's a relationship, my friends. Does this sound hard? Does it sound burdensome? Delight yourself as he's delighting in you. Delight yourself in the Lord. Take pleasure in him. Right? We, we, we uh, went over what all these words mean for delight. Take pleasure in. Desire. Have delight in him. Now, that's a totally different image of the one I had of these somber moments when you're supposed to come to the Lord and you must talk in this certain tone and everything's so somber and quiet and still. And yes, my friends, there, there are moments for that as long as you're still delighting in the Lord. Right? <laughs> he wants you to delight in him as the heavenly father who delights in you. Amen. Amen. It says, commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it. Say shall bring it. He shall bring it to pass. What does it mean? Commit your way to the Lord. Whatever it is that you're endeavoring to do, give it to the Lord. You know, say, daddy, God, I trust you with this today. Maybe it's how to parent your children. You know, maybe it's a specific issue that they're having. It's a work issue. It's a finance issue. It's a relationship issue. Whatever it is, my friends, trust it to the Lord. Maybe it's a desire that hasn't been fulfilled yet. Lord, I'm still waiting for that spouse. I know you put the desire in my heart to be married one day. So where's my spouse? Right, Lord, you put the desire in my heart to, to be a, you know, to be a teacher one day or to be a, a firefighter or to travel the world, whatever it is, give it to him. Give it to him and trust him that he will lead you in the way. And look, what did he say? That he shall bring it to pass. Not maybe, not perhaps. He shall bring it to pass. And I want to tell you something. This is for my friends that you've been waiting. Maybe you've been waiting for a long time for something. 
Can I tell you something? Time does not affect God's ability to perform a miracle. Time does not affect God's ability to bring about your desires, your dreams. It does not affect his ability to prosper you. No matter how long it's been, can I tell you something? You're not any further away or any closer than you were on day one because it's not time that brings things to pass in our life. It's not time that brings miracles to pass. It's God. The Lord does. Not time or the lack of it. Or too much of it. You're not any further away because you had to wait a year or five years or ten years or however long it's been. Time didn't mess it up. And you didn't mess it up. Because it's coming to you based on the blood of Jesus Christ. Just trust God. Okay, yeah, I feel I'm saying sometimes we can, sometimes we do, you know, get in there and kind of... um I don't want to say this. I believe that the Lord wanted me healed a long time ago. And he had to heal my heart enough and give me enough revelation of him to see that I was the one fighting him against it. Because I didn't believe that I deserved to be healed. And so even though I was asking for it, I wasn't really opening my heart up to receive it. So, I don't know how to say what I'm saying other than to give an example from my own life. But does that mean, <laughs> does that mean I'm any further away from my miracle than I was 12 years ago? No, because my miracle's coming from God. The Lord is the one who shall bring it to pass. He shall bring about the fullness of the manifestation of my healing. So it doesn't matter that it's been 12 years. It doesn't matter if it's 12 more. Either way, it's coming from the Lord. What time does, the only thing time does do is get us to give up. Sometimes we give up right before the Lord's about to bring something in our life, right before we're about to get a breakthrough, right before we're about to receive that desire we give up and we go and try and get it the world's way i've done that sometimes i've gotten into the diets and the you know if i do this or do that and you know what it doesn't work and you know what else god never judges me for it we're all in a process we're not a finished product and in those times where i did that and I became faithless. And I'm not saying if God has given you a specific diet for you, that's great. But ask him about it, right? Don't just trust all these things that we see, you know, on, on the television or, or from the world. Because that might work for whoever that person is that they paid to talk about it. Doesn't mean it's going to work for you. But God knows your individual body and he knows what you knew, what you need. And yes, sometimes he does lead us to partake of things in the natural, but we do it trusting the Lord. Right? The Lord put this great desire in me for lemons and carrots. And I, I couldn't get enough of them. And then I found out years later from a doctor that those two specific things treated the organ in me that had suffered the most damage. I didn't know that. I was just doing what the Lord put in my heart. And this is a bunny trail of bunny trails. 
<laughs> but I hope these examples help you to, to kind of get to where I'm going, that we can commit our way to him. And yes, does, does that mean sometimes he'll still give you something to do in the natural? Yes, but you're trusting him for the result. You're trusting him for the result. It's like a letting go in your mind and in your heart. Like, you know what, Lord? You're right. I, I believe since you put this desire in my heart to be married, that I shall be married one day. And I'm just going to trust you for that. And then if he tells you, hey, I want you to start going to such and such church. That's where I would go, my friend. <laughs> that's where you want to find your future spouse. Amen. If he tells you, hey, instead of receiving communion just on Sundays, I want you to start receiving every time you take your medication, which you all know I recommend that anyways. Hallelujah. You know, he, he does lead us and things like that. But remember that the result is coming from him. And even you doing that is an act of trust. Like, okay, the Lord told me to do this. I'm going to start doing this. And you know what? That even leads right into our next scripture. And all of this, my friends, all of this that I'm sharing with you is part of that the Lord wants you to prosper. He wants you to prosper this side of heaven. It's not a question of whether or not you're going to prosper the next side of heaven. Amen. The next side of heaven, you're going to prosper. You're going to have the life of God himself in you. You're going to have the body of Jesus himself, right? It says our bodies are going to be transformed into bodies like his body. You will be entirely perfected. Right now, your spirit has been perfected, but then your soul and your body shall be perfected as well. So there's no question that we're going to prosper in heaven. So why does God talk about it so much in his word? Because he wants you to prosper this side of heaven. Amen. In Isaiah 30, 21, it says, Your ears shall hear a word behind you, saying, This is the way. Walk in it. Isn't that beautiful? How intimate is that? That God gets so close to you, you can hear him like whispering behind you. Hey, hey, go this way. Hey, hey, I want you to try this. Hey, you know what? Send a text to so-and-so and just encourage her. Hey, I want you to pray for so-and-so. Hey, you know what? I, I think you should, you should do this at work. You know, he, he, we hear his voice, right? It, it comes up sometimes in images from inside, but he, he will make sure that we hear him and we know the way to go. Listen, Isaiah 48, 17 says, Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. I am the Lord, your God, who teaches you to profit. I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit. Say the Lord my God teaches me to profit. Who leads you by the way you should go. He teaches you to profit and he leads you by the way you should go. So the Lord wants you to profit. And not only does he want you to profit, he teaches you how. I'm going to give you an example. When I was in the Air Force, I was a jet engine mechanic. And I worked on the flight line, so um, around aircraft. And a big part of our job was troubleshooting. And I would often, under my breath, and here's the thing, my friends, I didn't even know all these scriptures then. I didn't know the Lord wanted to prosper me. I didn't know he wanted to profit me. I didn't know that he even cared about my career, but this was what I knew, that Jesus was my best friend. So much of what saved me came down to knowing that Jesus is my best friend. Jesus is your best friend. And what do you do with a best friend? You tell them everything, right? 
what ends up making them your best friend. You can trust them with anything and everything. You talk to them about everything. You ask them for advice. That's what makes them your best friend. And Jesus is your best friend. Not only that, you have a heavenly father who loves you and wants to see you prosper, who delights in that. I didn't, like I said, I didn't even know that half of it. But, but Jesus always comes down to our level because he's so desperate, you could say, for our welfare, to take care of us, to bless us. He's not looking for us to have it all together perfect, my friends. None of us would be able to receive from him. Again, that's why he paid the cost. So since I saw Jesus as my best friend, when we would have um, aircraft that came back and the engines were broken and... And uh, sometimes we might not know right offhand what to do. Like under my breath, I would just ask him. I would ask Jesus how to troubleshoot jet engines, right? I'd been to school. I'd been to class. I was a young airman, one of the youngest uh, at, my, at my squadron. I was the only female. And um, sometimes when we would get stunt, we, we worked on really old engines. They didn't have, for, for any of you that might know, um, these were engines were so old, they didn't have like they do now where you can um, connect to them and download from a computer and get fault codes. We actually had to talk to the pilots, find out what happened, and troubleshoot from there. And so <laughs> that went as well as how well the pilot was paying attention and what he happened to catch at the time. But anyways, so I would often ask the Lord how to troubleshoot these engines, and he would give me little ideas. And, and you know, so there's that he... He gave it to me. He told me. He would whisper to me what I should do, right? But then there was that little step of faith that I would have to take, trust him enough to bring it up to my supervisor and say, hey, I think that we should, we should try this, or I think that it might be that, you know? And initially, sometimes the guys would laugh at me a lot, you know? And you can imagine how, uh, how that felt to me, right? I'm the most inexperienced, um, young. I was the only female, and they would all laugh at me. And um, But then... We would, we would do whatever it was and it would turn out to fix the problem, right? And over time, I actually got put uh, at one duty station, I got put, even though I was the youngest in rank, I got made the number one troubleshooter because they all thought I had these great troubleshooting skills, right? Remember I've talked to you before that God loves to make, did you know God loves to make you look good? He just wants to be the one to make you look good. When we try to make ourselves look good, you know what it is? It's pride. It's stinking pride and it never, it never looks good. But the Bible even says, humble yourself before the Lord so that he may exalt you. And that's what he did, right? Did you know that asking the Lord for help is humbling yourself to him? You're acknowledging that he is the one who's greater and you're the lesser one. Lord, I need your wisdom. Lord, I need your help. Lord, I need your protection. Lord, I need your favor. Whatever it is you're asking him for, you're exalting him. You're magnifying him by asking him for help. And then you know what he does? He lifts you up and honors you. So that's exactly what he did. He lifted me up and honored me. I became known as this great troubleshooter when all along I would just ask Jesus what to do. Sometimes I'd come up with crazy concoctions of tools because I was weaker. You know, the, the, the stuff that we did required a lot of strength and I worked out every day to try and keep up. But you know what? I know people aren't going to like this, but our bodies are not, are not built the same. And there were some things that my body physically just could not do that my male counterparts could. 
And at first I got frustrated because I didn't want anybody doing my job. And then the Lord said, why are you frustrated? Just ask me. And so I would ask him and he would put in my mind these, these like, you know, I'd add extensions and do all this stuff. And then because I got used to doing that, to be able to do the same job as my counterpart, I learned to do that so that we could do jobs they didn't know we could do, you know, and they would just laugh at my crazy concoction of tools, <laughs> but it worked. So what was that? The Lord was teaching me to profit, right? Even right there in my job. Amen. And then he lets you take the honor. And it's just up to us to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And there was a time that I got to share with somebody. I got to share with a couple of people where these ideas came from. And can I tell you something? Don't, don't feel like you have to try and shove that into everyone's face because it, you know what? There's a timing sometimes to things to whether or not it will be received. Wait for people to ask you. And when someone asks you like, hey, how is it you always have such great ideas? That's your moment to say, you know what, really? I just asked Jesus for help. And they might laugh and they might be stunned. And I didn't know it until years later that a little comment like that one day actually led a man to receive Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. And he found me through social media years later to tell me. We just never know. Our God is so good. And we just never know the influence, what he might do with just a few spoken words. Amen. Hallelujah, my friend. So that's just a testimony to you of how the Lord teaches us to profit. And I wasn't especially smart. Like I said, I wasn't especially smart. I wasn't especially strong. I didn't even know the Lord especially well. I just, I knew one thing. He's my best friend. He's your best friend. I want you to say Jesus is my best friend. Amen. And oh my goodness, my friends, we are running out of time again. So I hope that you've, in these last uh, three podcasts, that you've got to see, see the God, see God's heart in a, in a fresh way and a refreshed way. You know, maybe these were things you had, you did already know, but we can't hear it enough. My friends, we can never make a big enough deal about how good our God is, how loving he is, how gracious he is. And how much he desires our good. How much he desires to see us prosper in this life that he has created for us and given to us. We can't make a big enough deal about the pleasures he has for us. And the joy and the life and the trust. We can't talk enough about how he wants to be intimately involved in the daily affairs of our life. My friends, he's always there. He's always there. It's up to us if we decide to involve him. And it's just so simple. I say, Jesus help. Sometimes, y'all know I've, I've shared my testimony before about what I didn't have time for anything other than Jesus. And I didn't even have time to speak it. It was a cry of my heart and he came in and protected me and saved my life. Oh, my friends, I pray that this has blessed you. I pray that you have enjoyed hearing about your father's heart, that, that by hearing about his goodness towards you and his motivation to take care of you and to prosper you, to profit you, to lead you in the way that you should go, that has increased your trust in him and that your trust continue to increase, that you continue to rely more and more on his heart of love for you on his heart of grace towards you, on the payment that was already made by Jesus Christ at the cross so that your father can now freely give you all 
things. Hallelujah. He can freely give you all things. My friends, never ever forget that these things, this life, this salvation, the eternal life, the goodness, the prospering, the profiting, all of it is free to us. But it cost God his very best. It cost him his son. God did not give us leftovers. He gave us the best that he had. He gave us his one and only beloved son, my friend. That is the cost. Let's enjoy it. Let's celebrate it. Let's magnify it. Let's make a big deal out of what God has done for us. And can I remind you of one more thing? <laughs> one more thing. Oh, I'm trying to close here. Your value your value. Why does God have such a high value on you? What is your value? Your value is that son that he gave up for you. My friend, that's why you are most excellent. That's why anything that is not of excellence isn't good enough for you. Because your value has been determined by the life of God himself. He laid down his life for you. That is now your value. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus, my friend. So yes, it's free to us because it cost him his, his all. It's easy for us because he bore the burden. And the way we say thank you is to receive that. Enjoy it partake of everything that Christ has already paid to freely give us. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Okay, my friends, I gotta let you go. You know, it's the hardest thing for me. I so enjoy our time together. Daddy God, we just thank you for for blessing us. We thank you for your son that you gave for us. Jesus, we thank you that as you were on your way to the cross, it wasn't enough for you to give us eternal life, which is the greatest of all gifts. But along the way, you took the beating, you took the scourging to give us health. You became poor. You were ridiculed and, and, and ashamed and, and humiliated, stripped naked so that we can be made rich. You gave it all up so that we could enjoy the good, blessed life that you deserve. And we receive of it, Jesus. We receive of it. We declare again your good word over us, your perfect word, that we would trust in the shadow of your wings because of the value of your grace and kindness. And we receive abundantly, abundantly from the fullness of your house. And we drink from the river of your pleasures. The fountain of life springs up inside of us and in your light we see light. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. 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 My friend, if you've been listening today and you are not a child of God, you have never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, please take that opportunity right now. It is the best decision you will make in your entire life. This will be the first day of the rest of your life. Amen. All the way into eternity. And that's why you're listening because Jesus is hunting you down with his love and his goodness and his mercy, just like it says in Psalms 23, 6. So my friend, just say this prayer with me. It's that easy because Jesus has done all the work. 
Say, Father God, I thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die in my place at the cross. I believe that he took all my sins, all my judgment, all my punishment. He was buried with it. He died and he rose three days later without it. His resurrection is the proof that I've been justified. I now have right standing before you, God. All my sins of my whole life are forgiven and washed away. I'm now a beloved child of God. You are my father. Heaven is my home. And Jesus Christ is my Lord and my Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right, my friend, congratulations. Welcome to the family of God. If you've just prayed that prayer, I would love to celebrate with you. Please let me know. I also want to send you a free gift. You can email me at gracegain20 at gmail.com. That's gracegain20 at gmail.com. And that's also in the episode notes, that information. And all right, my friends, I'd like to bless you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and grant you peace. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, y'all. Till next time, keep on living, loving, laughing in grace.